Coming to you from Helping Our Music Evolve in Nashville, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now! And welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of the Quinn Spin here on Underground Music Collective, Anchor, Google, Apple, Spotify, and many more. I'm your host, The Quinn. I'm very excited to be here at Helping Our Music Evolve once again, where we record every single episode of the Quinn Spin Podcast. You just heard Revel 9, All I've Become. That's been our opening theme since pretty much forever, uh, or five years, whatever you consider forever to be. And I am delighted to be joined by not one, but two special guests here today. First time ever uh, for this run of the show. We've had multiple guests on at the same time. I have Coffin and Keese from Eversoul joining us. They're based here in Nashville, and they have an amazing alternative rock project that they have been putting out music and videos and all sorts of great content about. Very excited to talk to them about that and their process. So thank you both for joining me here today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're glad to be here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to be here, too. I think uh, we can all say that today. So I start every show with three standard questions and you could each take a turn answering these however you'd like All right. those being who are you what do you do and why on earth would you want to come on the queen spin <laughs> who oh. are who are you who am i i'm keese um and what was the second question <laughs> what do you do <laughs> um, so i we're musicians we are musicians yeah. i play the piano and i sing for our band Eversoul. And um, I, I don't know, I want to be on Quinn Spin because I, I kind of want to let people know who we are and, and what we're here to do. Hi, yeah, I'm, I'm Coffin. I play uh, guitar and sometimes bass in Eversoul. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, I wanted to be here because Gerard's awesome and he, uh, you know, uh, keeps putting us on his playlist like an awesome person does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, we just want to... Just want to get more acquainted with him. Yeah. Sit here and shoot the breeze for a yeah, while. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so let's do that. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, from the beginning, not only from a musical standpoint, but experiences, people, places that have influenced you and inspired your creative journey to where it's led you over time. Yeah. I mean, I think um, for me, just growing up in a, in a pretty small town. And, um, you know, kind of getting to see people that are less fortunate, mm -hmm. um, I think, played a role in me kind of wanting to make a difference with music. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, just impacting people on a more emotional level. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as like musical influences, um, really R&B was probably the first thing that, that spoke to me Um and I, so I listened to, and pop. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't say that pop wasn't an influence. Everybody was a little influenced by pop. Yeah, they like wanna. in the 90s, you know, yep. I'm, I'm a 90s kid. Woo -woo. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And so like Christina Aguilera was a big influence for me and the Spice Girls and oh, yeah. like those kind of artists. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, I, I kind of ventured into um, more of the older R&B, like Tony Braxton and Whitney Houston. And definitely, I think that was where I got my chops up as mm -hmm. a vocalist. Um, and then, you know, as it progressed, I think I started getting into more bands like uh, like Led Zeppelin and mm -hmm. just like 
a little bit more rock um, and emotional kind of style of of playing music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think that had a lot of influence on me at a very early age. It makes a lot of sense listening to the music, yeah. you know, that definitely like that soulful like R and B, you know, vocal, you know, but the edge, <laughs> you right. know, of all those rock influences right. you just named. So, how about you, sir? Well, uh, you know, um, I didn't really have the best upbringing, but so uh, I turned to music like a lot of the time to kind of like help me through it. And, you know, that's just kind of like what brought me to want to do music. You know, I want to be able to like help people through their rough times Mm -hmm. through music. So, yeah, and a a lot of my influences, um, definitely not so much R&B and pop. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh yeah, I don't like uh I listen to like a lot of heavier bands, um Deftones namely, uh uh 311 Incubus, more on the kind of like funk rock side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely some funk influence, some rock influence and a lot of metal that I'll just not not go ahead and name because I bet nobody will know who they are. Well, but you can probably already start to see the correlation here. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> the Eversoul sound that, that's like this very soulful kind of yeah. hints of R&B, yeah. but also this heavier rock edge that, yeah. that Coffin brings to the table. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could definitely see you could definitely see that coming through and really hear it coming through. And also I think just in everything you're putting forth, all of this content does have this like raw, authentic, vulnerable grit to it. And we're going to get into that in a little while. But first, you know, I just want to talk about how the project came together and how Eversoul came to be. So do you want me to take this one? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you get it. So um, me and Coffin actually met um, back in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That's where we're both, um, well, not originally from, but that's where we both grew up. So um, I think he heard me singing on a video on Facebook. and like Yeah, weeks... one of my friends shared like a video of you <laughs> yeah. doing an uh, Adele cover, I think. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so he reached out to me and, you know, asked if, if we, if I would be down to get together and just jam. And mm-hmm. I was a little skeptical at first, but we ended up doing it. And, um, he played me some, some riffs that he had written. Um, and I really liked them a lot. Because it was different. It was different than what I... Because as a, you know, singer-songwriter and being on the piano all the time, I always kind of gravitated toward um, darker, emotional-type mm-hmm. stuff. But it was missing that edge that I think I wanted. Mm-hmm. And whenever he, you know, came into my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember using one of the riffs, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll totally write to that. And, uh, so I did, and then we got together again and I was like, let me sing to you, or I'm going to sing what you, the riff that you made, I'm going to sing what I wrote on top of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was magic. And, um, <laughs> it was, it was like kind of that moment where it was like, wow, there's like a really a connection there's here. There's something mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And yeah. not to throw him under the bus, but he even got like teary eyed the first time that we like wrote together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> he got emotional. I, I, I cried like, a little He bit. got emotional and it was like, <laughs> wow, that's, that's amazing. Like, because we just made something 
that moved us, yeah. you know, and if we know that we can move each other, then we absolutely can move other people with this. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, we started playing gigs around the Arkansas area yeah. and ended up meeting Logan, mm-hmm. um, who is the founder of mm-hmm. Home. Mm-hmm. And our March guest from the, earlier this year. <laughs> oh, really? That's he awesome. was our first guest uh, when we started doing the show again. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and, you know, he... I think for me, especially, I was very early stages of like performing and, and mm-hmm. I've been singing for a very long time, but just not really getting out there and, mm-hmm. and you know, being vulnerable. But Logan really seen something in us and he was pretty adamant that he wanted us to move out to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we did. And at first it was very much um, me kind of doing a solo thing. Yeah. And, um, but I really loved the family vibe that we had. Mm -hmm. And, um, as we kind of got other musicians to play, it just very quickly, it was pretty clear that it was going to be more than just a, these guys backing me as a solo artist. Yeah. The the sound that we were building, you could tell that it, it was not so much a solo artist project. It was starting to sound like a band. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, right. So moving to Nashville, how long ago was that that you came? Um, a little over three years ago. Okay. Three years, four months. Yeah. That's what like we're that. at. Yeah. So, so what would you, like, what is that, what is coming here from Arkansas taught you? Like, as far as, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, su- I'm sure there's so much, but if you could pick, like, something that, you know, might help another artist who's making that move, like, what what's something you think is important to keep in mind? Feel the fear and do it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, coming here was a very, very scary thing for somebody that had never lived outside of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, grew up in a small town. And like I said before, um, with a lot of people that were very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this was like a culture shock for me. But being here and seeing so many talented people doing what they love to do. It's, it's really inspiring, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it kind of, it gives you this sense of strength and purpose. Like, you know, I can do that too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just, you know, believing in yourself and, and knowing that you have a lot to offer. Yeah. I think is really important for anybody to remember. Um, yeah. Whatever yeah. you're doing. Yeah. I, I agree with that sentiment. I think also just being around these talented, passionate people makes you want to give your best because you see them Absolutely. giving their best. You know, and it's like, you know, this is a market where this is very much a living, breathing industry. And so you have to stay on top of it every single day and not, not even in a competitive sense, but like you just see everyone else around you. You're like, I want to get in on that. You know, you just really like, you just start to feel it and just gain this momentum here that is so unique, I think, to Nashville right now. Yeah. And the, I, what I love about Nashville is just how everybody wants to help each other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I can't speak from experience about being in other cities, but right. from what I've heard, it, Nashville is very um, unique in that way. Like, yeah. you know, people are, it's not so much of a, a competitive thing, but mm-hmm. like, 
let's help each other get to where we want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's accessible too, because, and I'm sure we've talked about this on the show before, but compared to New York and LA, we're still a much smaller city, Mm -hmm. which means per capita, you know, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting, (laughs) you know, 10 people you would want to meet and, you know, they could be your next door neighbor and they just so happen to be the touring drummer for whomever. Exactly. And you just like, you become friends with these people. And, you know, as long as you're here doing good work for the right reasons, I think, you know, people gravitate toward that and want to help you oh yeah definitely like the building of uh, relationships is one thing that's kind of been hammered into mm-hmm. into my psyche is like you know you've got to build those meaningful relationships with people and you know just let them know that you're not just there to use them for whatever services they mm-hmm. have you know that you also need to add value to what they're doing yeah mm-hmm. very important uh, you know people helping each other, the rising tide raises all boats, you know, that, that mentality. And I think again, here with the industry being refined here, as opposed to most small markets in, in America, you know, there is that sense of, you know, code of conduct here, you Mm -hmm. know, like, okay, like this benefits me, but I'm going to make it benefit you right back. You know, we're going to, we're going to work together on this. It's not just, you know, hey, check out my mixtape. <laughs> yeah, which I think a lot of artists, especially that are kind of new, newer to the scene, like that's this whole thing of like, listen to what I'm doing, listen to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people aren't, they're not going to do it unless there's some type of a relationship there or, mm-hmm. you connection. know, a connection, you know, yeah. it, it goes beyond just trying to constantly pass out mixtape yeah well i mean everybody's doing something Mm -hmm. here right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think too like just the fact that there are so many opportunities to engage like go out and see a show you know support other artists go out to a networking event and networking here i find is not as stuffy as the word suggests in a lot of places. Like it's very laid back and it's so centered around like live performance and just hanging out and just getting to know the people around you. I think home here in particular does a very good job of that with a lot of the events, you know, where you just come in and you just strike up conversations with people and your conversation could have nothing to do with music, but then it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I do this. And what do you do? And there's a connection Mm -hmm. that you have, but it's already, a personal connection before it's this like, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Please right. pay attention to it. You know? So it is, it's definitely a unique vibe, vibe to this city. And, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people, you know, who feel the same way and, you know, feel fortunate to have landed here at this time, you know, to be on the ground level of that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just always interesting to hear perspective, perspective on that from artists and from whomever to me. Um, so I want to talk about the vulnerability of Eversol and, how I think, you know, in this in this age where, you know, a lot of music is very, very much like polished and very brand conscious, mm-hmm. you know, everything you're putting out is very polished, but there's also this like raw edge, this, this idea of this is who we are, yeah. you know, this authentic presence about Eversoul that I, th- I, I personally really connect with. I think a lot of the Ever Soldiers connect with mm-hmm. out there as well. And so I just want to talk about that choice, you know. When you're putting out all this content, you know, that choice to be vulnerable and put yourself out there in such a way that people are going to connect with it meaningfully. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think I can probably speak for both both of us. Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because him and I are, are the the main creative 
forces in Eversoul kind of always have been. Um, the, I don't know, you know, like whenever I write, I definitely don't hold back mm -hmm. uh, whenever I'm creating and coming up with material. And I don't think he does either. And I, I don't know, you know, I guess there is like a, a, a conscious choice on whether to, you know, be like, oh, people may not they may not find that cool or they they may think that's too much, you know. But for me, music has always been about just the emotion, you mm -hmm. know, and and whatever that emotion brings out, you know, is, is what you should go with. Mm -hmm. And we want you to feel it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we want the music to touch more than just your ear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, lyrically, I've... I feel like that I I don't write in in riddles too much mm -hmm. but sometimes I can I I don't try to put things so matter-of-factly that that people can't take what they need from it right you know like right. I want people to be able to relate to what I'm trying to say but in their own way mm -hmm. you know like to apply it to their lives or their circumstances. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's the, the mark of a good songwriter, right? Is cryptic enough, but accessible enough. Absolutely. You know, this straddling that line of, this is what this means to me, but I'm going to put this in such a way that this person listening to it can take a completely different meaning from this person and this yeah. person and this person. You know, that's also how I think you're going to reach the most people, you right. know, is by giving them something that they can apply personal meaning to. Yeah. You know, I think people are really craving that. Uh, these days, you know, where, you know, again, everything, you know, not everything, but like there's so much of music that's so polished and, and put out there, you know, as a product, mm -hmm. you know, and people are really craving something authentic that they can really hang on to. Yeah. Again. And I think, you know, one thing that I've tried to keep in mind is I I actually made a solo record um, way back <laughs> and I remember listening to it and thinking to myself, would I listen to this mm -hmm. if I was a fan? Would right. I listen to this? And sadly, I was like, I don't think that I would just because I didn't put the emotion into it that I should have mm -hmm. whenever I recorded it. And so I think when you put something out, if you don't believe in what you're doing, mm -hmm. then how could you ever expect other people to believe it. Right. And People see right through it. Exactly. If you don't, they're going to see right through that right away. So I think what we're doing, we believe in it 100%. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's coming from a very real place. And and we hope that that translates to mm -hmm. people, you know, and that they can pick up on that and, and apply it to their, their lives. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. And I think you could see that too, you know, just in the way people respond to things online. You know, just the, in the way that your fans, again, the Ever Soldiers, as, yeah. as we as we call them, you know, they really tend to gravitate and get excited about what you're putting out mm -hmm. and, you know, look forward to the next thing. I think part of that is is good promotion, you know, but <laughs> yeah. part of that is also like, OK, you can promote anything, but like, you know, people are going to latch on to the things that they like and that they care about, you know, yeah. and because of that, you know, there's that connection there. And I think also giving them the behind the scenes looks, you know, which you've given plenty of, you know, in terms of just behind the scenes videos, a look at Runaway, which we're going to talk about in a little while, the single that's out now, just, you know, giving people these authentic slices of, okay, like, 
here's the music and the message, but here's everything that went into it. So talk about why that's important, how you feel that the fans have connected to that. Well, it's just, you know, uh, content is so accessible right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, To just give somebody a song, it's it's almost not enough. Mm -hmm. And you definitely want people to know who you are. People want to know who you are. Yeah. So the more that you can give them, the more that you you can show them the process, the more they're going to appreciate the music that you're putting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think um, what I've learned from being here and being in a project like this is connecting with people is the number one thing, you know? And I think as an early, or as a writer, I think I sometimes would use music to hide behind. And that way I could put all those emotions and feelings in that and not have to like really connect with people on a personal level. But I've realized that that's not what people want. Right. Like, they want to know why you wrote that song Mm -hmm. and what moved you and what heartbreak caused that. And, you know, like, so, I don't know. I I think it's important, especially the kind of music that we're doing, that it is so emotional, like, Mm -hmm. emotionally driven. Yeah. um, That it's important for people, if we really want them to connect with it, that they understand what goes into it and, and why you know, why it was the way that it was and, and everything that took place to to make the song the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of stumbled over my words a little bit. There. Well, well, I see what you're saying. And, you know, you have to match the sound of the music. And, you know, there's these big sweeping choruses that you guys have, you know, the big, you know, emotional just soundscape that you put forth like there has to be content there lyrically that people are going to connect with right you know it can't you can't go shallow you know you can't have this string section and all this you know and then just have the lyrics be shallow you you have to be willing to go deep and go to that part of yourself that might make you uncomfortable but that combined you know with the instrumentation you know as as a finished as a finished product that you offer the world, that's what's really going to make people feel and want to come back. Yeah. Right. So speaking of that, let's talk about Runaway for a bit, because that was the song that I had in mind as I'm, as I'm saying that, you know, and just talk about how it came together, you know, from, from conception and the themes and, you know, what inspired you, you know, all the way up to who you worked with and what the response has been to that song. Yeah. So, um, I actually started writing Runaway, um, back in Arkansas before I ever moved. And at the time I was going through something pretty rough. I was, um, I don't, I don't want to go too far. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. But, um, it was, you know, the end of a, of a relationship and it was, um, it was traumatic. It was hard. And so I started writing it and I hadn't finished it. Actually, the only line that I originally kept was the pre-chorus little, ooh, I got to. Mm-hmm. And I do what I always did and uh, I record like a voice memo and I just had the melody and I would just like mumble words and, mm-hmm. and vocal melodies over it. And I didn't listen to it for a while and then I came back to it months later and listened to it. And I heard that little pre-chorus line that I had recorded. And I was like, man, that is like, there's something about that Mm -hmm. that really 
gets my attention. Yeah. And so I knew that I could write a whole song around it. Right. And so months later, I was already living in Nashville, and um, I started working on it again. At that point, I had started to come to terms with some of the emotions that I had been dealing with mm -hmm. and um, was kind of able to put it all down on paper. And um, we were a bigger band at that time. Mm -hmm. So we had started out as a five-piece band. Yeah. Um, down to two now. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was it was fortunate because we had great musicians and they – they helped, you know, really shape it. And, and luckily they felt the same emotion that I did when I wrote it. And they, um, you know, we collectively worked it out. And uh, once we got uh, the opportunity with CD Baby to record at Ocean Way, um, we were chosen to be a part of their DIY conference. And um, when we knew that we were going to have a studio like that, to record in, <laughs> yeah. we were like, okay, oh, yeah. it's, it's go, time for this. Go, song. go big or go home. Yep. You know, <laughs> Bring them all thing. out. <laughs> <laughs> so we we hired a string quartet. Uh -huh. We're like, we're about to do it up, and we actually recorded two songs. We haven't. Re we'll be releasing the other song later on. Um, Ooh. Ooh, yeah, down the line. Yeah, oh, but boy. it's uh, that's one that it's we are of. very excited about too. But um, yeah, I mean, it was like we we spent many many hours rehearsing and um you know putting together the string arrangements and um just structuring it yeah just structuring it and making sure that it was perfect you know before we went in there and recorded well you know with that kind of song you want everything to be exactly right yeah mm -hmm. you know yeah so. yeah and um it was cool like we had a, a live audience that watched um during the recording session mm -hmm. because it was you know that's what they do with their conference um i don't know and it was just a lot of great musicians coming together and and for me especially as the writer of the song mm -hmm. It was very rewarding and emotional to to see these people like kind of rally around it and mm -hmm. people like so jazzed about it. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely gives you like a boost of confidence yeah. to see that come to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because mm -hmm. you know, it started from me sitting at a piano and and writing the melody. Yeah. To now, you know, watching a string quartet play this beautiful arrangement. Mm -hmm. You know, and it yeah it was. Yeah, having uh, the Levee Quartet on yeah, that mm -hmm. was, Levy Quartet was really was the... big. They uh they they helped bring that song to life. For mm -hmm. sure. Them and also, you know, once we were done with the tracking there, we took those stems to our now producer Bobby Holland uh -huh. at Pentaveret and he helped us really like finish it up and just make it the best that it could be. Yeah. Yeah, we can't really say enough about Bobby Holland. Mm -hmm. He's we love you, Bobby. Yeah, he's like <laughs> the guy that like sprinkles the magic on literally everything that we bring to him. Mm -hmm. He's incredible, and he's worked with a lot of very notable artists um, like ZZ Ward, Kesha. Like, oh wow, yeah, and, uh, Maggie yeah. Rose. Right Maggie now. Rose, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely good company to be yes. in for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, he knows yeah. what he's doing. Them vibes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the video too, because there's a video out now, which is yes. very just compelling and emotional in its own right. Yes. You know, in the themes presented there, uh, certainly 
themes of depression, themes of addiction present there. You know, just talk about the video and the process of putting that out and what that was like for you. Yeah. So <laughs> this is going to get real deep because um, for me, like, so recently I actually just went through uh, another breakup mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny timing because Runaway was like the anthem of the previous relationship yeah. that ended and I healed so much from that. Mm-hmm. And um, so like releasing this song and going through all of this kind of again. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like reopening it that like wound. It like reopened that wound mm-hmm. and brought back all of those emotions and and kind of this darkness that I haven't felt in a while. Yeah. And so, you know, you in those moments you can you can decide on whether you want to use that mm-hmm. to help other people right. or you're going to let it beat you. And right. I I let it beat me once and mm-hmm. I was like I'm not doing that again. So um we met with Dylan and Dylan Bass. Dylan Bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that other people are like I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, and you know, I I told him I said I want this video to be very vulnerable mm-hmm. because the lyrics are vulnerable. When yeah. I wrote it. It was in, in a very vulnerable place. Yeah. So um he kind of, I had some ideas about the message that I wanted to get across and, mm-hmm. um, he, he helped kind of shape that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was funny <laughs> when we actually went to film the video, yeah. he was like, okay, you know, this, like when you're in the cage, he was like, I need you to like really, you know, act it out and give me some emotions. So I was like, okay, I can do it. You know? Uh-huh. And then, yeah. um, whenever like the camera was rolling, the music was playing, I just like, started screaming and yep. like crying and he was like this is awesome but it's kind of uncomfortable <laughs> so. it, it was probably one of the worst things i had to witness ever <laughs> but it was real but it was real, it was real yeah. emotion you know and it was like yeah this is i want i want people to know that that it's coming from a real place. It's coming from a real place and, and that you're not alone in it because oh, for we sure. all go through that pain and that heartbreak. Yeah. And um, yeah. So you preach it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think too, like leaning on, you know, you can lean on your experience to help other people. And in turn, that comes back around and helps you, you right. know, just by, you know, I'm sure you've had these moments where people come to you and tell you what the song means to you, what the video means right. to you. And yeah, it makes you feel like okay, like I went through that for a reason. Yes, you know, deepen that connection with your audience. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, I, I think you know we've all kind of had those experiences where it's like whether it's a relationship or or what have you, where you just you just go through the mud and you have to make that choice. Like this is either going to make me stronger or it's going to break me. Absolutely. And when it makes you stronger, you're able to give something back. Mm-hmm. Then you know so. Good on you and kudos to you for being able to take that not once but twice and, and really like turn that into, you know, you. something positive, you know, yeah. something something to reach people and deepen that connection with people. Uh, so let's talk about what's next, though, because I'm really excited to hear uh, another single coming out pretty soon. Or Yes. So uh, as of right now, November 15th, I think, is our day. Mm-hmm. Um, the next single is called Kiss My 
and um, yeah, you just kind of <laughs> let your imagination fill yeah. in the blank. blank. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, you know, speaking of vulnerability and and all that jazz and like leaving it all on the record, you can you can expect that with this next tune as well. <laughs> all right, all right, looking so, forward to that. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep people posted on that too, of course. You know, uh, you know, with uh, maybe a daily spin when it comes out or for you know sure. something. We so, love that. Thank right. you yeah. so much for always like sharing our stuff. And yeah, we really appreciate. Cool. It. Oh yeah, yeah, so awesome. uh, that's pretty much what I moved here for. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> I might as well just immerse myself in as much of this as possible. You know, but yeah, I'm happy to do it. You know, well, I mean, lets us know that we're doing something right. Yeah. yeah, of course. You know, and you know, on on my end, you know, whether it's through the show or UMC or whatever, like. That's what I want to do, you know, is like, hey, you're doing something good. Like, keep doing the good thing. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, pats on the back only go so far, right? But, you know, they do, you know, get like it. One thing I've learned about just this business and this industry is it's it's a game of reassurances. And you just need those reassurances once in a while, yeah. you know, like, you know, I mean, of course there's something to be said for having intrinsic motivation and being able to validate yourself, but to hear that other people are connecting with it in whatever way they are, yeah, you know, that, that makes it feel, you know, like it, like your efforts have been taken up another level, you know, and that they're reaching more people and that you can really do, you know, it gives you the fuel to do even more with that. I find, I you think know, so, yeah. so, um, well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us here. Um, before I let you go, I want to give uh, you a chance to just tell people where they can find you online and learn more about Eversoul. You can uh, find us online at eversoulmusic.com or at eversoulmusic. That's our handle for mm-hmm. uh, for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Eversoul, E-V-R-S, e, sorry, E-V-E-R-S-O-L. Like mm-hmm. the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pronounced soul with the long O. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we we do have an Ever Soldiers group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to kind of like treat our Ever Soldiers a little bit more special than mm-hmm. everybody. Not not to say that they're more special than everybody else, but they, they kind of go above and beyond for us. So we try to do the same for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that are sharing our stuff and making sure that it gets out to as many people as they can possibly do. Yeah, so. yeah. because it takes an army. You know, it does. Like, we, we need ever soldiers. We do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need people <laughs> spreading the word and, and you know, being, being our voice when we can't be there. So Yeah, yeah. So check them out if you want to join Ever Soldiers. Look for that on Facebook as well. You might get a you know some sneak peeks at some things once in a while too. I, I'm personally a member of Ever Soldiers, and nice. you know so I've I've always enjoyed the uh, the extra look at what's going on. So definitely worthwhile. You know it doesn't take more than ten seconds. Log on to your Facebook and find it and, fo- and uh, join the group. Yeah. We're gonna start putting out a, a regular um, like email if you want to ju- join our. Uh, yeah, so you'll list. yeah our mailing list, which we'll actually be posting about that in Ever Soldiers pretty soon. But mm-hmm. um, just um, you know, kind of a way to connect with people and give them an inside scoop about what's going on. We've recently had some changes within the band, so mm-hmm. you know we want to we want to be honest with people and and let them know what's going on, um, kind of beyond the music. So. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go and check all of that out. Make sure you check out Ever Soul online. New single, Kiss My, coming out later this month. Runaway out now. Also, the music video out now. As well as Secrets Untold, which we didn't even talk about. <laughs> but that was like, I thought that was a really good introduction to 
this band and what, and what it's about, you know, and just like, you know, again, like just going with this idea of, you know, music can be so polished and it's like, you might just kind of see what's on the surface, but once you really start digging into the layers of somebody and digging into the layers of an artist, Mm -hmm. you know, like you find out there's so much more there, you know, to connect with. That song was such a surprise for us. It was, you know, it's so funny because there was so much debate on what song to release Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. And pretty much all of us were like, not secrets untold. We, we, didn't, oh, really? we, we didn't even know if we were going to record it. We did. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? It's just kind of funny how that works because you yeah. hear people like artists talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. That they're like that one song that I was like going to throw away <laughs> ended up being the one <laughs> it that ended up yeah. being the one that people yeah. like really like. We, we just hit twenty thousand yeah, views on our uh, streams on that twenty k yeah. streams on Spotify. Like it's just been. It's been crazy, but like awesome crazy. So. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, it seemed to me to be a great opening statement. You, yeah. you know, I, I thought so. So I guess 20,000 other people uh, yeah. thought the same Thank thing. Thank you. <laughs> Glad you dug it. Man. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> So this is the Quinn Spin. You can find us. We now have a, an official Instagram again. I'm very excited because I got locked out of the old one and couldn't, for some reason, it wouldn't send me the password to the email. So it's Quinn Spin Official on Instagram. Two ends in Quinn. Two ends in Spin. You can also find us at the Quinn Spin, spelled the same way, uh, on Facebook and Twitter. UndergroundMusicCollective.com is our central hub. You could also find U Music Collective on Facebook and Instagram, Collective UM on Twitter. And you can find The Quinn Spin on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. We got one more show coming up later this year. Of course, that'll be next month, our December episode, before we say goodbye till 2020. Very excited for that. Make sure you stay tuned for updates on that. Make sure you stay tuned for updates on Eversoul and what they're doing. We'll be sure to push those out. And listen to our closing theme song, We Want the Night from the Mad Sugars. They're based here in Nashville as well, and I'm going to let them take it away.
There's no telling what 